Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Cheering crowd sound, it's concerts, concerts that made us, concerts that made us.com. Hey, this is Muriel from The Great Alone, and you're listening to Concerts That Made Us. Yeah. 
Muriel, you're very welcome to Concerts That Made Us. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to have you now. I'm looking forward to diving into your music over the next bit. So The Great Alone released Perception on the 26th of January. What can you tell us about it? Um, it's been um, a long journey before the release because we recorded the album in 2021. And uh, because of the, you know, we were just starting to to come out of this uh, pandemic, uh, global pandemic. So it was a bit difficult to um, to have a long term vision. That's why we uh, it takes so much time to to release the the album. So uh, we expected this album for a long time <laughs> to be released. So yeah, it's um, uh, I think it's sort of an introspective journey uh, perception. Um, if I should describe it, I would say uh, that it's sort of an alternative rock with a touch of metal. Definitely, uh, definitely a touch of metal there because we're pretty much inspired by metal music, especially Swedish bands. So uh, I think you can you can hear that in our music. It's not pure rock. Maybe the sound is a bit heavier than regular rock, classic rock, I would say. So, um, so yeah. Right. I feel like it's kind of left open to the listener to draw their own thoughts on the songs, kind of get their own perception, so to of speak. Of course, of course. Where yeah. did the influences or the inspiration come for the tracks? Uh, from different horizons, really, uh, from uh, from movie soundtracks to metal music to uh, um how can I say that, uh, traditional Nordic artists, like, I don't know if you know, uh, Wild Runa or Avor or artists like that. We listened a lot of that kind of music back in 2021. And uh, it had a lot of influence on the music and also bands like um, Bueno Apes, uh, Tool, Perfect Psycho. Yeah. Right, right. I like it, I like Very it. Very eclectic um, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> and you know, when you guys are making new music, what does the process look like? What does the writing process look like? Um, actually, we work. So we are two uh, composing, Vince and 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 me. So um, when we compose, we usually start by the music. So Vince composes like a song, and we we listen to it. We make some arrangements. We change some things. If I if I think that it would be better to change for the for the vocals, and then I um, I just you know I just put my cask on, I I record and I I go through the song with no um, how can I say that uh, in English um, with no um, previous idea you know of what I would I will do, and uh, and I just sing random words random melodies, and uh, and that's very maybe it's a special i don't know how others do the the composition of vocals but it allows to have a very spontaneous response to the music you know emotional part intuitive part of composition is definitely the vocals and um and yeah so i just uh, i just try to find the right melodies i come back and forth a lot of course but um but but that's how we work then we put everything together, we listen together, we make some changes, we can change maybe the structure or things like that. 
but it's um for me it's pretty easy to to work because usually we we have the music before the vocals even if sometimes i have the vocals before the music but when you have like a very um complete song to to work on it's much easier than having just random ids you know yeah true we have a kind of a home studio like humble home studio but uh, you know from the time you have a you have a computer you have a right program to use and a microphone it's uh it's enough so uh i can work on pretty well achieved songs and uh, yeah that's how we work and then i i i write the lyrics Right, right. And, you know, how does the finished version of the album compare to the original vision? Um, I think it's not very different from what we wanted to do in the first place. Uh, the only thing, let's say, that we didn't see coming is the, um, the fact that this is not a concept album. But we, we, we realized after the recording and when we, we listened to the songs, um, that there was some kind of a red line on the on the album uh, within the lyrics. There was a, a, a whole theme of emotional perception. That's why we 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 ended with this uh, with this title. So that was the um, the surprise, let's say the surprise. But we were very uh, we worked a lot um, previous to the recording. So we made a lot of pre-productions to to know where we were going and have a quite finished idea of, of the songs. Yeah. Right. Right. And, you know, when you look back on this album in your mind, how do you think of it? I think that, as I said, it's pretty much an introspective album. Um, it's definitely a debut album. So now, like two years later, uh, we still compose. We, we compose even after the, the recording of Perception. We we continue with the composition process. Um, it's an album that I think will allow us to go in many different directions with the with the next one. So I think it's a good start. It's a good preview of who we are musically and our universe. Right, right. Have you guys got the chance to play any tracks live yet? Yes, we had a, a gig in London in uh, in uh, last uh, July. We have another gig before going on tour uh, in March. Uh, we have a gig in February, at the end of February. So we didn't play much live together, but we we are uh, like we rehearse a lot. So there is definitely a good energy from uh, from from the from the songs being played live. So yeah, we're excited to see how the public will react. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say so. I'd say so. At this stage, so I'd like to dive into your own personal history when it comes to music to give the listeners a sense of where you come from. Now, if you can, can you remember your earliest musical memory? Uh, yeah, definitely. Was uh, I was a little child, maybe uh, I would say uh, before 10, maybe seven, eight years old. And my mother used to listen to Queen a lot, like a lot. So uh, I, I had kind of a concert every Saturday morning <laughs> in the living room with, you know, big um, speakers, uh, very loud. So I, I, I was kind of uh, drawn to Queen early age. 
<laughs> I like it. And can you pinpoint the exact moment then that sparked a desire to become a musician? It was it was when we when we started working together, really, because I can say that I started pretty late regarding others, you know, paths within within the music. Um, but it had, you know, I I always had kind of a lot, very defined interest for uh, for art and artistic uh, disciplines of any kind, and um, unfortunately, I had to to I had to do other things for for a living, so I I was a bit out of this uh, artistic part of myself. And um, and one thing leading to another, I, I was I was like I, I think I want to, I want to do something like with music. It's it's always it's always been a huge part of my life. Like I I listen to music every day. I I can't I can't take a ride in my, in my car without music. It's just not possible. Um, so it it came pretty naturally, like one thing leading to another. And uh, and when I said to Vince, you know. Um, there is the song that you're playing because he was at the time playing in another band, a metal band, and he was composing a song. And I was, I was like, oh, this song is just this riff speaks to me. And I told him, you should give me the song because uh, we're gonna do something together with the song. And he was, he was, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, I think so. And I, I, I just, uh, I just composed the. Um, what I had in my mind, the vocal line that I had in my mind. And the song was completely different, but the main riff and the chorus are still the same. It's the, um, it's the chorus for, from uh, Horizon on the album. This is the first thing we did together. And, um, you know, the more and more you practice, the more and more you, you create something that's your own uh, music, it's, um, it's like, it's obvious. At some point, the more you, the more you pay, the more you, you sing, the more you, you do the thing. It became like, honestly, I've never spent so much time uh, practicing something that's not a job, you know, that's not what I, you know. Yeah, I get you. And, I get you. Um, yeah, that's, that's how I came to, to do that. <laughs> right. And, you know, what's the music scene like in Switzerland, specifically the rock music scene? Uh, there's definitely a scene, but uh, it's. But I think it's. It's the same in every country. It's. It's pretty difficult. It's difficult when you, when you are when you're a no-name band, when nobody knows you. It's difficult to, drag the interest of of people, of the audience, of the promoters. Now you know, after COVID, lot lots of things changed, and uh, one of these things is definitely the. The contact with uh, with the promoters, so um, I would say um, there is a scene in Switzerland. We are maybe not the most uh, visible scene, but uh, there is a scene, and it's like everywhere else. It's pretty difficult to to do something. Yeah, how did you guys go about getting your music out there, your name out there, then? Um. We started by, um, like, it was uh, 2022, I think, when we we released uh, music videos for um, for the album. We released Prism, Cell, and 
last year, almost a year ago, uh, Beyond Dreams. That's how we started to, you know, to promote the band a little bit. With with we wanted to have like a sort of a finished product to present. You know, we didn't want to just put a song there without nothing else. Uh, that's why we waited to to um, to film videos and to have a whole thing to to show. Um, so we started by publishing the. Um, the uh posting the uh the videos yeah right right and you know the podcast is called concerts that made us so i have to ask you as a concert goer what concerts do you think have made you um i would say uh there are lots lots of concerts that i attended to um all of them were great but you know there are there are some artists that are just that stand out more because of their stage presence. I think about uh, uh, Ginger. I really like Ginger. Like she has an incredible presence. She's just you just look at her. You can't look anywhere else when she's on stage. That's just a, a mind blowing thing. So Ginger, I was very impressed by by her. And more generally, uh, a huge name would be Muse. Because yeah, they're just uh, they're just amazing. So um, there is a, a whole thing about the band that I like because I, I I discovered Muse with Origin of Symmetry when I was like uh, twelve or thirteen, something like that. It was the first uh, record that I felt connected to, you know. So um, so uh, Muse is always special for me. But, uh, for example, Slipknot, of course, amazing energy. Uh, in black metal, I'd say uh, Behemoth. I, I was very, very uh, surprised by, by their sh live show. I, I expected something good, but I did not expect it that good. That um, that energy, that sort of... You know, they, they don't move a lot in the end, but something happens anyway. It's... Uh, it's like yeah, it's it's all about the energy that you feel when you attend the concert. So many many names and many different genres once again. <laughs> right, right, a good list there. For any listeners that haven't caught one of your shows, what can they expect? Tell us all about them. Um, <clears throat> there is something that we we feel all the the four of us when we are rehearsing, and now that the tour is approaching, we are uh, rehearsing in. Um, in at a venue one of our friends has a has a club and we rehearse there most of the time so we um we have this kind of stage condition and from the live that we made in london we we can we can have one conclusion is that we we have sort of a good um unity yeah unity yeah and um and definitely a lot of energy music just turns completely different when when we play it live it becomes much more powerful and dynamic and uh yeah so definitely energy definitely a lot of energy all right sounds like fun sounds like yeah. fun <laughs> and you know you mentioned the upcoming tour you're heading out in america with powerman 5000 give yeah. us all the details how did it come about what are you looking forward to 
So um, it's first of all, it's an amazing opportunity that we got through our label, Pavement. Um, and uh, we are so grateful to, to that we got this opportunity because it will be amazing for us. Uh, we will play in front of uh, maybe 400, 500 people every night. So what can we ask more? So, um, yeah, and we are touring with another band with September Morning. And uh, it's it's kind of an interesting night, you know, because um, you have three bands, three different genres, but all are very uh, energetic. You know, Power Man is very, uh, it's just crazy how they are on stage. I don't know if you, if you I just looked up on, uh, I saw I saw them actually a few years ago. Uh, they were opening for Korn here in Switzerland, and um, I've never heard about them, I'd say. But uh, I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> and now that we can play with them, it's just, wow. It's just just amazing. So we, yeah. hope, that, we hope that we will be able to, to promote the, the music the way we want to. Um, we hope that the public will have a good response to to our lives, and um, and uh, and we hope that this will bring other opportunities also. I'm sure it will. You know, how do you both, as a band and personally, how do you prepare for such a big tour? Um, we prepare by working a lot on our instruments, like respectively, all the four of us. Uh, we rehearse uh, together. And uh, beside that, we we prepare like on the, the level that we need individually. Like I uh, I kind of do a bit more uh, sport than I used to before. <laughs> so uh, I'm more into into sport, into physical condition, to also to maintain the the the, the energy throughout the, the set and to maintain and to contain also the, the excitement, you know, because uh, when you're very excited to do something, you, you need to control a little bit the thing. So it, it's positive. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I prep myself like physically. Right. <laughs> nice right. <lot>, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, a bit of an odd question, but when it comes to packing for going on tour, what's one thing that you can't live without? Oof, what's, um, <laughs> I, I, I have the word in French. I don't know how you say that in English. The little, the little things that you put in your ears, not to uh, hear anything when you sleep. This oh, is something yeah. that I can't live without. <laughs> For sure, I can't. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Take place, you know, that's pretty convenient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you look back on your own shows, then is there one that stands out as the most perfect experience you've had? Well, uh, as we only had one, um, I would say this one in, in <laughs> last July in London, of course. Right. Of course, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what made it so special apart from being the only one? Um, what was special? Uh, I don't know. Um, what was, yeah, I know. What was special is that we, we know, uh, we know each other very well. All four of us, we know each other pretty well musically. Um, but at the time, not that much 
so we, we we kind of you kind of know that you made the right choices to choose this musician instead of another when you are on stage and it just it you just feel that it, it's right you 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 feel the thing we have we are pretty lucky with that because I, I I talk about energy a lot because energy is important for us um, and uh, we realized that energy was pretty much like it was fluid between between us and um, and that's the thing that stand out the most yeah right right and did you guys have like a, a pre-show or post-show ritual? How did you psych yourself up? And then afterwards, how did you wind down? Uh, on that specific show, we didn't have the time because uh, there was a technical problem at the venue when we when we were doing the sound, tra- the sound, uh, the sound check. So we basically did the sound check. We dressed, we dressed and we jumped on stage. We didn't have the time to really do something. But um, the the um, the thing that we did spontaneously before jumping on stage is just having like a, a hug every everyone you know, and uh, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a good thing to to feel everyone to to touch you know the others and to have this connection. It just creates something that you can bring on stage later. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. after and after the show is just. Uh, it's just uh, just that you're you're happy you did it and uh, and there's pretty much the same thing happening actually hugging <laughs> each other, yeah. Right, right. And, you know, how do you balance your personal lives then with with the demands of being in a band, especially you know heading to America on tour? Uh, it it demands like organization, a lot of organization, of course. But um, but you know we we. We, we know that we will uh, go to the U.S. since uh, last uh, September. So we had the time to, to see it coming and to organize what, we, what needed to be organized. So, uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. For the two other members of the band, it's a bit different. They need to organize themselves also. Uh, but one of them is a... The, the two are uh, pro um, musicians. So they're professionals. Uh, one of them has a music school, so he just had to find someone to uh, a backup, pretty much. And um, and our bassist is uh, is pro musician, so it's, it's organization, of course, but um, it's not impossible to to do. <laughs> true, true. And when you think about being a musician, what's the one thing you would change? Oh, uh, the 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 look that you you have on yourself, the way you see yourself, ah. is, is something very. Um, it's uh, it's it's difficult to just um, for me personally, to to just accept that you may not be as you want to be. You know, as you visualize in your head, you visualize the perfect thing always. So. Um, I think this is the, the challenge that I have not to be that exigent, not that perfectionist on certain things. Yeah. Yes, right. It's a, it's a good one you don't normally think of, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and when you see yourself, when someone, for example, at the show in London, someone filmed, and I saw the the footage afterwards. Um, I I I was not like disappointed, like you you, like if I if I was saying this is like shit, I was not <laughs> at that stage, but I was like, I I directly see the the things that I don't like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I have a problem focusing on what is positive. I will always see the the things that I don't like about it. You know. Yeah, very hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty hard. Yeah. And when you look towards the future, then you know how would you like the band to evolve? Say, what would it look like in three to five years' time? Uh the dream, the dream thing, in in two. Three four years would be to to have a a solid fan base. Um, is to be able to to play our own shore to to do our own tours. Uh, this would be amazing. Maybe three years, four years, depending on the how it's going. And um, and yeah, it would be great to have a positive response to the music so that we can move on and, and grow the way we want to grow, of course. Um, but yeah, solid fan base is, uh, is important. I like it. I like it. I'm sure it's going to happen, especially in uh, America. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And before we dive into the last couple of questions, then future plans for the rest of the year, what happens after the, the tour with uh, Powerman 5000? Well, um, we have a few things that may be uh, confirmed, but that are not confirmed now. And um, actually, we uh, we expect a lot from this Powerman tour to to have uh, more opportunities, because you know, and it's completely understandable and and it's logical uh, that the promoters want to see you live before they they you know they offer you an opportunity to play. Yeah. So uh, we will definitely have a lot of things to show uh, during the Powerman tour. So we hope that this will help find other opportunities. You know, when you need to start, that's a little bit frustrating because we 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 want to have a few things to say, a lot of concerts that are already confirmed. But as we are, even if we go on tour with Powerman, we are still no names for the for the for the main for main for the most people. Uh, we need to we need to create our our thing for for promoters to be interested. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Any plans at all to go back over to London or England? Uh yes, we'd like to. We'd like to. Um, but nothing is planned like really now at the moment. Maybe another tour in the US at the end of the year. We we hope. We hope. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Fingers <yeah>. crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, we'll dive into the last couple of questions. So these are a couple of random, odd questions, but I'm intrigued to see your answer. The first one, what are you currently obsessed with? It can be a book, a TV show, anything at all. Um, what am I completely obsessed with now? uh would say it's a it's it's a book actually the book that i'm reading now like it's a it's a crime story a thriller kind of book and i uh, i i'm really um when i when i when i start reading a book it's 
so difficult to to just stop reading, you know. So uh, it's kind of the thing that I do that I I I I think okay, I let's read for about thirty minutes, and it's it's suddenly it's two hours, you know. <laughs> so that's the thing that I'm obsessed with at the moment. I totally and, get and that. The, the prep for the tour also takes yeah. a lot of time. I could imagine. Uh, the next one, so. If you could collaborate with any musician from history, who would it be and what sort of song would you create? Um, many people that I would like to collaborate with, like basically the, the people that you admire, you, 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 you know, but yeah. um, let's say uh, somebody that does uh, a different genre of music or has a different approach um, so I would say um, I would say Matt Bellamy from Muse because I would be interested to see how he would um, compose the vocals and record them <laughs> <laughs> it's a good yeah. one actually and the final one what yes. song would appear on the soundtrack to your life uh, Bohemian Rhapsody Queen Right, right. <laughs> has to be that one. So listen, it's been an absolute pleasure now. I've really enjoyed Thanks. chatting with you. Thanks for me too. Thank you for having me. And uh, see you soon, maybe. <laughs>
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you're interested in signing up the Band Builder Academy, use the link in the show notes below and enter the code CONCERTS and you'll receive 10% off. So, until next time, keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here.